we don't learn from our past, as we all know, we're doomed to repeat those mistakes. And it all comes down to, are we dehumanizing our, our fellow man? Welcome to the One Cry Podcast, a nationwide call for spiritual awakening. The goal, accelerating the movement of God through sharing revival truth, stories, and reports. Well, thank you for being a part of the One Cry Podcast. And I just am so grateful for all of you who have uh, subscribed and those of you who listen, those of you who view, and uh, just the way God is teaching us all together about His ways in relation to revival, and particularly even praying for a revival. One of the one of the honors of my ministry after four almost five decades has been to be a part of the National Prayer Committee. Now, many many of you may not even know it exists. I don't know if you do or don't. But I just want you to know there is a very diverse denominationally, ethnically, generationally, gender, geographically across our nation. There's a, there's a group of leaders and many of them prayer leaders who are a part of a national prayer committee. And one of the most rich things that I get to experience is being together for multiple days with that group and just gleaning and praying together, but gleaning insights into what God is doing right now in our nation and even world, and also uh, just what the Holy Spirit would be saying to us going forward. And many of you may know the name of Dave Butts, who was the chairman of the National Prayer Committee and passed away, went to be with the Lord this past fall, and uh, God just raised up and I believe a special servant of his, uh, to take David's butt's place uh, as leading the National Prayer Committee, which, by the way, many of you would know about the National Day of Prayer with Kathy Brinzel and uh, others over the years that have led that. That's actually uh, very much a partner, a part of the National Prayer Committee. And so today I'm so blessed to have a conversation with Jeff Eckert. Uh, I might just say, Jeff, you're in a wonderful, incredible, beautiful, uh, almost perfect state of Michigan, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's where we live. And yeah. uh, so we're kind of Michiganders together a couple hours apart. And uh, Jeff, thank you. Oh, yes. Yeah, come on. And you know, uh, if I hold up my hand here, I could tell you where we, we live, right? Right there right. In, in Michigan. But uh, uh, yeah, Jeff, thank you for what you do. And I, I would just love our viewers, listeners to hear a little bit about what is the National Prayer Committee? In fact, I think you've been connected to it maybe longer than I have and would love to, and you're, you've served on the board and now the chairman. Uh, why is that so important? What is it? Why is it important in the United States of America that we have a National Prayer Committee? Well, the National Prayer Committee, we just celebrated 40 years, it started in 1983, and it was started by Vonette Bright and a handful yeah. of friends. And I've always, when I first became um, aware of it, I thought, oh, committee, that sounds like a small group of people, but I, it, it started that way, right? And uh, one of the first things they did within the first few years was they were able to get the National Day of Prayer, which was signed into law in uh, the 50s, as a, as a law in America that the president would set aside a day for prayer. They were able to get that amended in 1988 to be the first Thursday of May, which allowed the the christian 
church in America to really get behind it and build momentum in prayer for America. And so that right there, a lot of people don't know, but this small little band of hmm. incredible warriors and some of them, you know, Byron, we still know Glenn Shepard, Dick Eastman sure. were there from those early days. And the national prayer committee is important because it represents, as you said, it represents the broad body of Christ. It's a coalition it's the largest coalition of prayer leaders and ministries in America. And if there's one thing that we have always, we need now and will always need is spiritual guidance for our country. And that spiritual guidance, I really believe primarily comes through um, a covering provided by leaders that are thinking more than just locally or regionally. And when, uh, you know, all of us are, are in a community where we live, but there's something unique about a group and a body and an assignment that's larger. You know, in Grand Rapids, coming up here in a few weeks, we've got uh, a, an, an event called The Send. And a lot of people might be familiar with The Send. They're coming to Grand Rapids where, where I live in my community and doing an arena event. And, and when I said to them and what I've said to a lot of our area pastors, that maybe don't quite understand it. I said, the send is so important for Grand Rapids because it can do something that we as local pastors and leaders a lot of times can't do for ourselves for lots of reasons. And, and the NPC is important because it brings all of us together under a neutral environment to hear from the Lord and pray for the changes in America that we need. And I think that's why it's so important. I, I am just deeply honored that God would allow me to serve in any capacity. You mentioned Dave Butts, who is a dear friend and a, and a mentor and a mm -hmm. uh, father figure, a big brother mm -hmm. to me personally. And I learned so much from him. And, and I mean, it's one of those things where I am very intimidated to lead behind a great man like that. Um, but for those of you that might not be familiar with, with the National Prayer Committee, it is a very vibrant and important movement and group and coalition of leaders in our country. Yeah, it really is. And Jeff, I know one of the things that I just really have appreciated is, um, you know, once a year, we, we not always, but you try to go to, we try to go to a um, influence center. So I remember two years ago, I think it was, we were in Hollywood and there's a Hollywood prayer movement there, which yeah. is amazing. And uh, so when you get people like um, the Congressional Prayer Caucus leaders, you get people like uh, uh, David Kubal from Intercessors for America, these prayer movements, Hollywood and others, and we're all coming together and you're just beginning to realize the 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 movements of prayer in our nation is really massive. And, and sometimes we can just sit back and be a little isolated. I think I know I can be and realize, yeah, there is a prayer movement over here and over here, but there are so many movements of prayer and God seems to be raising up more and more. And if prayer is a precursor to revival, yeah. uh, Jeff, I think you would just attest to the fact that something God, something's up because yeah. God is moving in prayer. I look at Acts 1 and 2, and one of the ways that I would summarize that, that moment leading up to the day of Pentecost is that prayer comes before Pentecost. Jesus told them, wait and pray, and yeah. they did, 
And that's, you know, primarily what they did. They waited and they prayed. And that's where we are right now. And I believe that um, I would say this, that where where God really I feel like he's leading me to lead the NPC is we are we are we have we've transitioned in society and in the church, I believe spiritual, we've transitioned from what I would call a cold war environment mm. to an open war environment. Yeah. And what I think has happened, especially, and it's accelerated within the last three years, but over the last five years, particularly even, there's been an open, open mm. war and open hostility towards, towards faith, toward Christianity and Christ and the church mm. and scripture. And, um, and it's pretty blatant and it's yeah. coming from, inside and outside the ranks of the christian faith i talked to i talked to one of the leaders from promise keepers yesterday byron and here's what he told me i wasn't surprised um but i was very disappointed to hear that they had two venues cancel on them two christian colleges that canceled holding a promise keepers event because they differed and didn't agree with their stances on certain issues when it, when it comes to theology and faith. And, you know, that's the day in which we live. And I think as we go forward, we have to understand that as people of faith, as people of prayer and as leaders, Hmm. I, I believe we have to shift towards an open war mentality. We have to be wartime leaders in a time of war. And when I see, I've noticed, and I, you probably have too, Byron, I've noticed in the last three years, a lot of friends and colleagues yeah. that have led in ministry faithfully for decades that yeah. have exited out. And one of the reasons I think that is, is because they can't make the shift from a peacetime leadership yeah. stance to a, to a yeah. wartime leadership stance. Yeah. yeah, and if there's a time that... Uh, Every, every uh, category of prayer leaders and pastors that we need to unite together across diverse denominational lines yeah. and uh, uh, in battle is when we got to be united. So I so appreciate that. Jeff, I'd like you to close with uh, yeah. how God led you a few years ago uh, to do your own little prayer journey, if you will, on the trail of death. And uh, there's a video that um, I want you to reference so our, our listeners and viewers can and go and pick up on that that video. But uh, what was it and why did you do that? It's pretty uh, dramatic and uh, quite sacrificial, and it caught my heart and my attention. So talk to us about that walk that you did. Yeah, well, you know, Byron, we just live not long from far away from each other um, and not far from you a little bit south on the northern border of Indiana there's a little town called Plymouth and Twin Lakes and I lived there in the mid 90s and through a series of events God really um, highlighted this forced removal of Native American of Potawatomi Native Americans from northern indiana right there in twin lakes plymouth indiana to kansas this happened in 1838 september 4th to november 4th of 1838 about a thousand potawatomis were removed in a lot of these trails that were happening in the mid 1800s with the jackson uh you know acts that were happening uh our president then and 
I can't really describe to you exactly why, but I knew that the Holy Spirit was just prompting me to, to really consider what this trail meant. So during all the craziness of the summer of 2020, I um, just felt God very specifically calling me to walk that trail. So I walked that trail over the summer of 2020 from Indiana to Kansas as a prayer walk, as a walk of sorrow for some of the things that I personally had experienced and that our country had. It was during a lot of the riots. I was completely removed from society in terms of just being cut off. And um, a, a friend and mentor, Dr. Nigel Big Pond, encouraged me to, to capture some of this. So I had a few of the days captured and since I've done a follow-up, we're working on a documentary uh, about America's journey to justice. And, you know, I, I'm i a person that um, I like to just look at things for what they are, mm. see things for what they are. And I believe this trail, um, you know, there are things, there's a difference between a wound and a scar. A wound is a cut that has healed over but a scar is a cut that is yet to be healed. Mm. And my question is for things like the trail of death, are those wounds in America or are they scars? Are those spiritual mm. scars that are still causing pain that we need to deal mm. with the past? And, and so I've been, I've been really uh, interested in um, yeah, just how our past and it historically, spiritually impacts us today and into the future. And if we don't learn from our past, as we all know, we're doomed to repeat those mistakes. And it all comes down to are we dehumanizing yeah. our, our fellow man? So how long was that prayer walk? How many days? It was out there 21 days. Um, and, uh, and it was... It was right in the middle of the summer um, when the trail originally, when they originally forced on this walk, it was in the into the fall. So it was warm and then got really cold on my particular walk um, during June into July of 2020. It was blistering hot. Um, and uh, there's nothing like being there. You know, when it comes to prayer, by the way, I learned there's something uh, a friend of ours on the NPC says there's something about praying on site with insight is the way he yeah. says it. And I think I was able to really catch yeah. at least a little bit of the heart of the pain sure. of the Potawatomi's as they, as I walked right in the same place they walked. Well, thank you. And uh, where could uh, uh, individuals hear that story? Do you have a link somewhere that they can uh, catch a, at least a part of it? Yeah, we, we are working on a a feature length documentary right now. We don't have anything public. Um, okay. I post something every once in a while on my own social media. If, if you want to connect there, if you dig back, you can find it. But, but we plan on releasing this in the fall of 24. Okay. We want to create a national discussion about Great. America's spiritual journey to justice. Great. And maybe um, I, I love that kind of what you said there at the end about praying on site with insight yeah. I know the times that I've knelt literally on Fulton Street and prayed there where Jeremiah Lamphere did and up in uh, Northampton, Massachusetts, 
and uh, there in uh, Newport, uh, Newburyport, where George Whitfield is buried, and just places like that, even Cane Ridge, and just went there one day and just remembered the massive move of God and prayed there. I, I, I just uh, would encourage everybody, somewhere near you, there's probably a very significant place where God has moved in the past and did something significant and to go there and just cry out to the Lord. And often I'll say, Lord, do it again. Would you yes. do it again, Lord? So Lord, thank you. Thank you for the National Prayer Committee. Thank you for Jeff's leadership. Thank you for how you have prepared the way for him to step in, not to man's shoes, but to be a servant to the prayer leaders of our nation. And God, I, I just, um, uh, we all long for the fact it's not to have another network or to have another committee or another group of leaders gathering together. It's all about, Lord, seeing the fruit of the united prayer as we meet together and turn to you together and ask you in faith to pour out your spirit today like you have in the past. God, like you did this last February, may that only be a, a small rumbling there at Asbury of what takes place beginning uh, on campuses all across our nation and way beyond in churches and globally. God, I do believe that you could send a latter rain before the return of Christ. And, and uh, God, would you do that, I pray, in our generation, in our time, even now. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.